0: It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Joining us now to talk tennis is Alistair Hunt, uh, former New Zealand Davis Cup captain. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. You? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. I, how, how are you going, mate? Are you in a better state than uh, Andre Rublev right now, having uh, witnessed that Francis TFO result?
1: Mate, wouldn't you, uh, it's amazing how the old crowds are these days, you're just getting more and more vocal, and be a bad time uh, not being an American there when you're playing TFO, wouldn't it, <laughs> take a pounding out there.
0: Mate, absolutely, I mean, I, I don't know um, how closely you were watching it, but I noticed that the last, I think it was the last change of ends, Rublev was that frustrated, it looked like he was actually crying into his towel. He was—he like—he looked on the verge of tears, and then he grabbed a tennis ball and started biting it like an apple. I, I'm assuming to to stop from crying out. Um, have you seen anything like that before? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I might have done it myself over the years at some <laughs> stages. Who knows? It's just lucky there's no coverage of it around.
0: <laughs> Mate, uh, Francis TFO, to be honest, uh, Alistair, I was a bit filthy because, uh, you know, how many times have we seen in the past a bloke like Francis TFO, you know, seated somewhere in the 20s, uh, upset someone like uh, Rafa Nadal and then blow out in the next round? You know, it's like they've played their final. Um, he was up against yeah. Rublev, and who's a ninth seed, who, who's won six three six three six three in the last round. I'm like, here you go, guaranteed, boom. I was all on Rublev. Didn't happen.
1: No, no, fair enough. You're a hundred percent right. But uh, I mean, this TFO just—you sort of look at it the way he's playing, and sort of think, you know, might be his time a little bit. And the way that draws sort of opened up, and what's going on there, you'd nearly have to say. Uh, you know, he's a real chance, I think, going forward. And the support he's going to get out of that crowd is just going to be unbelievable. So it's, uh, it'll be a great spectacle and be a be a good spot to be, I think, when he gets back on court.
0: Yeah, well, I think the way the draw works, he's going to play Alcaraz in the semis, which is a bit of a pity because it feels like that should probably be the final. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's
1: still, uh, you know, Alcaraz and Sinner still to sort of get... Because they haven't played yet, have they?
0: No, no, they play uh, at about 11, I think. It gets underway that game. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I think and Sinner's probably, uh, I don't think he'll be too scared of Alcaraz. He can, you know, and with a with a quicker court and the way he's hitting the ball, uh, you know, he's probably a real chance in there as well. But, um, I mean, such an interesting spectacle. And I guess the, the different element for Alcaraz is he's, he's playing for number one in the world as such. So... You know, there's real pressure on those guys and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it and see what happens.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I was looking at Alcaraz. He is uh, the favourite um, against Sinner, paying $1.55. Um, yep. Where do you reckon Sinner can hurt Alcaraz? Is it with the serve?
1: Yeah, and I just think the pace of his ball, like, he's, he's not scared just to step in and take that ball early. And he's so dangerous, you know, forehand and backhand. Like, that guy, you know, they're both hammering the ball but I think the thing with Sinner a little bit is he can flatten that ball off and really penetrate the court Uh, you know it's hot over there those balls are flying coming through pretty quick and and high Uh, but you know then you've got the other side where Alcaraz is just such an unbelievable athlete and just sort of runs everything down and his defence is is, you know nearly second to none at the moment he's sort of uh, probably begging Djokovic Djokovic a little bit you know defence wise so uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a real interesting game. But just this, the extra little bit of pressure, you know. Now it's opened up that, yeah, you know, if he carries on and wins, he's number one in the world. It's got to be, got to be in the back of the mind a little bit, you know, as well as trying to win his first Grand Slam. So, yeah, definitely a,
0: a tough spot. Yeah. Massively tough spot for for him. Uh, I mean, I guess we're going to find out just how mentally strong he is. I mean, these guys no doubt have mental coaches. That's almost that top two inches is as important as everything else, right?
1: Yeah, I think you know, like you're 100 right. I think, and for these guys, it's, it's probably the most important at the moment. You know, you can't fault these guys anywhere in their game. You know, athleticism, the way they're hitting the ball, the, the technique side's all all rock solid. So. Uh, you know, for both these guys it's just that top two inches and and who gets off to a strong start Um, you know, obviously both great athletes but it's uh, just getting late in the tournament, you know, Al Carras I think does a a little bit more running he's probably a little bit more physical out there so it's just trying to see whether he can physically sort of hang on and and go through there but he's just on such a a ride this, this whole year isn't it, like it's unbelievable to see a guy like this go, so he really deserves, I think, to get through. And if he could be number one in the world, it'd just be, um, you know, rightly so for what he's done so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, just looking at the draw now, yeah, the winner of Senna, Alcaraz does play TFO in the semi-final. The other side of the draw, um, Kasparud beat Berrettini pretty comfortably yesterday. Uh, Only spent two and a half hours on court. He'll uh, take on Karin Karshinov, uh, who got past Nick Kyrgios in five... Um, it was a bit of an upset, that wasn't it? But I mean, curious was on a streak. You know, going into the tournament, he might have been seeded twenty third, but curious was fourth favourite at the TAB. Yeah,
1: it's unbelievable. And it's, what's strange too is how, you know, I'm not really a fan of curious to be fair. And I've, but I've yeah, I've seen him since he's sort of twelve, you know, fourteen, sixteen, just growing up, and you know, various tournaments and things like that. And um, just the way he's sort of evolved and play, you know playing and attitude and that sort of side of it and then obviously he hasn't been too popular on court and says a few few uh, average things and you know I sort of really went off and when he was pretty average towards Mike you know Venus at the beginning of the year um, but then you sort of start seeing the ways coming back and changing a little bit and just as tennis and what he brings to a tournament uh, you know to be honest, I was actually hoping it was, was going to go the whole way because mm. I just love watching the spectacle of it. Like, it's just such a show out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's amazing what he's done. And I think for the game-wise, and that's why I think he's just so popular in the States. I mean, they just they love that sort of carry-on. And for him, it, he's just thriving over there. So, I don't know if he was injured yesterday, but like you sort of said, I, I thought he would sneak through that and I thought that would be... Um, you know, and then probably carry on in the way he's been serving I mean his serve it, you know with those balls and the and the heat out there is just such an advantage so uh, you know I'm surprised to sort of see him lose serve actually the way he's, he can serve but uh, yeah that was a that was a huge upset but he was complaining sort of around you know knee issues and stuff like that but uh, that cashing off can't be he won't be too physically flash after that sort of five sets I wouldn't think but um, yeah who knows
0: yeah, yeah. Who knows? Indeed. I mean, on curious, I did a bit of a spiel um, earlier uh, in the week about about him. He seems to have turned a corner. You know, he's made a final of Wimbledon. He won Washington hard court earlier this season. He seems to be. He seems to care more, and maybe he's just matured a little bit more and, and, and dialed some of that back, or, or found a way to get his frustrations across without upsetting people as much.
1: Yeah, you know, it seems, uh, I mean, this week a couple of times he, he gave the old, um, you know, well in in that Wimbledon final. I thought he, you know, embarrassed himself a little bit in the way he sprayed his box, you know, supporters up there, and he sort of did a little bit. But we haven't, we're not hearing, you know, like you're saying, we're not hearing that sort of stuff uh, anywhere near as much. And hopefully, I think, you know, he's obviously travelling with his girlfriend. He doesn't have a coach there, but I think he's the the you know, party around him, I think is settling him down. Uh, I, I just think for him, you know, he's he sort of, he pops along and he's trying to get his, you know, foundation and things up and going and I just wish with his talent, you know, instead of he's earning a couple, you know, three or four million a year, I think if he really got going and he earns his, he earns his 20 million a year and, and does some real, you know, some help to with his foundation, that sort of side of it I think would be brilliant, but um, you know, what, what he brings to these tournaments, I think, is just a, another sort of level of excitement, whether you, whether you love him or hate him. It, it just generates that interest, and anything can sort of get out there. But as long as he sort of doesn't get too personal with the abuse and, and that sort of side of it, I think it's, you know, he's a real spectacle. And obviously, his tennis, when he's on, is, is next level. So, um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see what he can do. And I, I, personally, I'd like to see him win a slam just to see... He can get some confidence and and carry on, and he's obviously going to be one of the guys for the future if he if he plays that long.
0: Yeah, I I, I really rate him. I, I enjoy watching him, and like you said, you know it, it's always entertaining whatever's happening, whichever way things are going. What I don't get, uh, and I mentioned this earlier in the week, is people who don't like him yet celebrate how great McEnroe was because you know it's just the same player in a different generation.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know I I think in his defense, like, they've, they've let him go so much. You know, they give him fines and things like that, but the, the fines just don't hurt these guys. There's so much money there, you know. Until until they actually ban him and, and do that, I, I don't think there's any reason for him to change. So the ATP sort of let him, you know, behave like that because they know at the end of the day selling, you know, it's just bums on seats for them. And, and like you say, I mean, McEnroe and, I mean, Connors, you know, all these guys, you just... You loved it. the The only stuff I don't really like seeing with him is when he, you know, he gets personal and he starts mm. really going to town. And if he's, yeah, you know, it's it's not a great spectacle when he's just smashing rackets and stuff like that for for not you know any reason. It's not a great sort of selling feature. But and it's nothing we promote as a as a coach to to young kids and or to anyone really. But that, that's sort of part and parcel of him, but he's never really sort of been disciplined, I don't think, from that sort of side of So he, he knows what he brings now, and I think that the good thing is, is you know, if, if he can get those results up and, and carry on and, and really be a, a player of the future for the next two, three, four, five years, I think he can really add something to the game, because it's just, it's exciting what he's doing, and... and you know, like I said I, at the beginning of the year, I you know I agreed with Mike when Mike said he was a knob, and you know but now I'm actually sitting there. Yeah, you know, I was disappointed when he lost yesterday. I was, I was thinking, oh yeah, this would be great. I'd love to see this guy in the final, and maybe carry on. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting what he's sort of
0: doing. Yeah, I tell you what, I was I was, and you probably would have been the same. I don't know if you had the this conversation with Mike, but I was looking at the way that the draw was opening up in the men's doubles, and if. If they'd both won through, they would have met at about quarter-final stage in the doubles again, which would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it always, it's just another bit of interest for us more. I think, you know, Mike could just put the head down and carry on like he, he does so well, but... Um, yeah, it would have been a, a good spectacle, and it would have created a bit of interest for us for sure. So that's uh, yeah, that's always good for the game, and, and gets a bit more coverage out there. So you know, only a positive that side of it.
0: Now, uh, if we if we think that Rude is going to get past Kashinov into the final, um, and that Alcaraz is going to play TFO uh, in the other semi, um, is it as easy as saying the winner of TFO Alcaraz wins the final? I mean, how how do you rate Rude against those other guys?
1: Well, he was. I heard a weird interview yesterday when he was talking. He said, as um, coach, he said he'd been playing so well that it was, you know, as coach, he said he felt like he was walking on water the whole time. And I sort of went like, "Wow, what a great way to, to jinx yourself!" But obviously, his confidence is, you know, a net, next sort of level. You see, normally people say things like that where you, you feel like that, and the next day you go out and play one of the worst matches of your life. But um, he's obviously, you know. Supremely confident. I mean, he's another guy that's had an unbelievable year, and uh, you know, mentally, I think really strong with his game. And because with his, I mean, obviously, these are fairly big, but he doesn't seem to get a lot of free points. Uh, so he's working pretty hard all the time. But he, you know, he seems to enjoy that, and that's the way he plays. So, but you know, there's another guy comes in at number seven in the world coming into the US Open, and he could leave number one. So. It's just—it's amazing how it's transpired.
0: Are we finally at that point, mate? I mean, I think we've had these conversations for the last five years. Is—is is this the handing over of the torch? You know, no Rogers there, obviously with injury. Nadal going out early for him, uh, and Djokovic obviously not able to get into the US to play it. Uh, is this—is this the end of the big three properly now? You think?
1: Yeah, I think. You know, I think it's going to be a big ask for for Roger to come back at all. You know, I think next year you might see. a you know, if he got fit, he may play some slams just for for fun and, to you know, just to carry on, you know. But um, I think Nadal probably has lost this time maybe a little bit of the stomach issue again from from Wimbledon, but also I think there's some personal problems back at home. You know, his wife's having issues, I think, around the, the pregnancy side of things, which is obviously uh, terrible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and Djokovic, who knows? Yeah, it's hard for him, I guess, if he's been off, you know, and not getting that weekly sort of competition that he, he seems to thrive on, and he seems to get better and better the more he plays. So if he's out doing things, but uh, you'd think he's still got another, you know, year or two years, and he'd be desperate to get that Grand Slam record off uh, off Nadal. So I think he'd be working pretty hard. But yeah, I think it's it's great for the game to see these new guys coming through, and it's definitely a, a real interest in it. It's um, just nice to see, you know, different styles of games and that sort of side of it. So uh, I think with, you know, Sinner, Rude, Alcaraz, you know, Curios, that side of it, I think it's, uh, it just makes for an exciting future and good to see some
0: new guys. Yeah, well, and on the women's side, I mean, like, the, you know, the women's side's been so hard to predict for a long time and the men's has been the complete opposite. Feels like they're starting to meet somewhere in the middle again in terms of that. I mean, Firetech has been uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty hard to get past, pretty dominant in the women's game. Uh, she plays today, if she wins that, she plays Sabalenka in the semis, Garcia Job, uh, and Jabir in the other semifinal. Uh, we're starting to see a few... Uh, the women's game, maybe not predictable is the right word, but we're starting to see the same names start to make the semis and the final again. Um, unlike you know, maybe a couple of years ago where we seem to have a different winner every tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you exactly right. And that's, uh, I mean, it is amazing how that Switex just sort of dominated, and you know, obviously Wimbledon was a bit of a hiccup with with that side of it, but i 'm um, not sure if what her match sort of if she 's back on that match streak I think going into wimbledon wasn 't she like thirty matches in a row or something yeah something silly like that you know and then obviously had to stumble but uh she 's probably you know obviously learnt lessons through there and as dominant as she 's been this year it 's hard to go past her for the whole the whole title I think it um but yeah like you say we we are hearing the same sort of names and and seeing that coming through and even you know I think. That uh, Coco Goff who's coming out to Auckland, I think is uh, she's starting to find her feet a lot more and and being you know a lot more consistent on results. So, you yeah, know that's good. Those young ones are coming through there as well.
0: Yeah, indeed, Alistair. Thanks very much for giving us some time, mate. We'll let you uh, get back to it and and, and prep for the uh, for the, for the rest of the day. I know you'll have a busy day on the couch watching tennis.
1: Hutch, you've been speaking to
0: my
1: wife. <laughs> Go well, mate. Thank you. you have a good day.
0: Yeah, Thanks you too. To Cheers, you. mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Maccas, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled
1: it: chicken and Maccas together, and loving it. ba Available after 10:30 a.m. for a limited time only.